surviving these Call of Duty Black Ops 3 zombies. It's not about fancy weapons or running fast. Heck, my buddy Doug here trained three miles a day. How'd that work out for you, bud? Now, I'm gonna tell you what you gotta do. Drink Mountain Dew. What? Mountain Dew? That don't destroy zombies. Yes, it do. Dew gives you XP times dose. Do it! See you later, Doug! Unlock double XP for Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Zombies with Dew and Doritos. new bully me host leroy aka solid snake uh with my co-host uh this is eli aka snake eyes <laughs> there we go we're coordinating yeah and we're back with another episode and uh yeah this is a, a new episode of comic book bullies and hopefully everybody had a good weekend this weekend first off we had valentine's week hopefully had a good weekend with that one and we had president's day so we want to apologize here at comic book bullies because we felt like normally we give like Valentine's Day advice beforehand, but we didn't this time, you know, to stop people from making certain mistakes that listen to this podcast. We like to give out advice, you know, just to help you out for your weekend. But we failed. But we decided to give some hindsight 2020 advice, Eli. So can, can we can we do that? Can I give out one set of advice I want to give? Sure. OK, so hopefully you didn't do this during Valentine's Day. Now, for Valentine's Day, a lot of people like to uh, like for some people it's for couples. For loved ones, you know, celebrate whatever like that. Some people are proposing. But for some people, they like to profess their affection or, you know, approach that person that they've been looking for for the longest. Or as I like to call, shooting their shot. So, if you did decide to shoot your shot this year and you sent a gift to that person, please, and I hope for the love of God, you did not put on the list, on the gift, secret admirer. Don't do that <laughs> shit. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to send it. She's going to assume it came from the guy that she wished it was from. He's going to just lie and say, yes, it's him. And going to reap all the rewards of your hard labor. Now, or, you that? Yeah. or in the Me Too era, you might get arrested. <laughs> I don't think, well, what kind of gift you're sending? It? <laughs> Here's a dick pic. Happy Valentine's Day. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> You never know, man. You just never... <laughs> Rule number two: Don't send a dick pic for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, don't send a dick pic. I think don't just, don't we, do that. Hopefully, you didn't that. Do we that. had that conversation before. If you're not a a male porn star, don't take a picture of your dick ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless people are paying you normally to see your dick, don't. No do that. one wants to see your dick. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your dick. Nobody. <laughs> she didn't want to see it. Trust me. Uh, that's all the uh things we have before. So, Eli, here's the thing. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, and I've been actually out of town. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so Valentine's this, Day vacation. I went to go see a friend. So yeah, I was in I was in Dallas the whole weekend. Oh damn! Yeah, got okay. the fuck out of Mississippi. Was gone from Mississippi. But here's the thing: while I was gone in Mississippi, uh, gone in in Texas, Mississippi. I don't know if you heard about this. I don't know how big this news is, national world, but Jackson, Mississippi, or the surrounding area, Jackson, Mississippi, has got hit with a massive flood warning. So 
So I, like I said, I'm not a riverologist or whatever the fuck you call that thing. But like I said, the the Pearl River that is closed on the the reservoir actually overflooded. So it's like whatever bridge or dam that holds it over, it overflooded that. So that whole entire area is just underwater right now. You oh, know. Damn. So I come back. I've been gone in Dallas, in Texas, the entire weekend, hearing all this crazy ass news about uh, click this on Facebook to tell everybody your mark's safe. I'm like, I don't know if I'm safe or not. I don't know what my my apartments underwater or not like that so i don't know what the hell i was going to come back to mississippi i don't know if i can come back to the lost city of atlantis or you know or what you know but uh it was so crazy Water world <laughs> right <laughs> fish world and shit you know like that it was so crazy like uh i remember my team about it got flitted by the reservoir so some like i said in mississippi so some some uh redneck uh pickup truck driving you know dude driving down uh, driving down the highway took a picture of him uh, apparently the the river had overflowed on the bridge and there were fish floating on the bridge. He picked up, just grabbed it and put it in the truck and just drove off. I'm like, okay. There you go. That's Mississippi for you. So, what else can you expect? So, hopefully everything's going to go. I'm hearing there's some more rain coming everything like that. Like I said, my area is safe, but I'm seeing pictures of other places to safe. I just got back in town. So, I haven't really driven around Jackson to see how bad it is. But I'm hearing some people are having some rough areas. So, for everybody that's in Jackson, you know, stay, stay strong. So, yeah, that's yeah. the thing for that one. So, that's Valentine's Day. Boom. That's out the way. Uh, no dick pics, no secret admirer things. Remember that for 2021, everybody. You know, If we're still here. If we're still if here. If we make it out of this year. It's been a rough year already. Yeah, we may get nuked. Uh, somebody made a joke about that. We went from January to World War Three to February World War Z just that quick. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows what March has in store for us, so. Uh, also, like I said, uh, Monday is also President's Day. Like I said, this is not, we're past Monday, but like I said, it's President's Day. Uh, screw President's Day because it's one of those holidays we don't get paid for, so I don't care about it. Um, for the most part, people have been scared to celebrate President's Day for like the last four years now. So, but we want to up like we want to uplift the mood. Now, like I said, this is a comic book podcast, and we wanted to celebrate. Uh, Former fictional president. Well, not even fictional president, but like movie presidents. Cool presidents. Cool president. Presidents that we like. You know. Yeah. <laughs> badass presidents, you know. Yeah. Uh so Eli, can you give me uh just raw top of your tongue like uh uh one of your favorite movie presidents? Well, I, you, the, the, I just Googled this like five minutes before we started recording. Okay. So this is like, you know, the Google results. I got Chris Rock from Head of State. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. He did become president there. Okay. Yeah. Um I don't know his name. Well, I didn't know the name of his character, but Tiny Zeus Lister in okay. Fifth Element. Damn, what was his name? I know you're talking about. And he was on the yeah. list, but I don't remember his name. He was the president of the universe or some shit. Yeah, he was like the that. president of the galaxy, yeah. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, I got uh, Peter Seller uh, in, um, as President Muffley in Doctor Strangelove. You know, he did dual parts in that. Okay, um, okay. So that one, classic flick. Stanley Kubrick, um, and then Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. You know what I thought you were going to say? What? Jack Nicholson. Oh, not Jack Nicholson. I thought you were going to say Michael Keaton. Because I, I, for some reason I thought about Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton and my prison's daughter. I don't know. I've never seen that. It's, it's a rom-com. <laughs> Michael Keaton played the president. Katie Holmes was his daughter, and she fell in love with the secrets. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, I, I can go. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I, I, I feel like you left off some really good ones. I, I, I just googled, man. I just like write this half-ass homework here, man. 
Okay. All right. I'm trying to remember. Uh, okay. First off, number one, we got to pick. I'm pretty sure everybody's favorite pick is President Thomas J. Whitmore in Independence Day. Oh, okay. That's everybody's pick. That's like when you say that's like the number one go to pick everybody goes to. Today, we celebrate our independence. Or we See, I hated that movie, so I wouldn't have been mine. Oh, that's right. You hate Will Smith. How do you hate everybody else? Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, uh, Data? I, I, from Star Trek? I just wasn't, yeah, I was, I'm just a dick, man. I just did not like that movie, man. Oh, man, that movie was awesome, man. I don't know what, I, I don't know what you're what talking about. Everyone says, yeah, I know, man. I'm, Your I guess childhood that was guy. deprived. I was that good. I was that guy, I mean. <laughs> Randy Quaid, come on. <laughs> In the words of my generation, up yours. Anyway, the great scene. Uh, okay, what was... Harrison Ford's president's name in Air Force One. I don't know. President Jones. I don't know. <laughs> Hold up. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. I, I, we we want to make sure we're factual on this show. And I, cause I have it pulled up for me. Just Factual about fiction. Yeah. Factual about way. fiction. Shit that nobody else gives a shit about. We care so no one else has to. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's see. What was his name? This thing is taking forever to load up. President... Oh man, I want to say James Marshall. That's what the name. Okay. okay. Also, Thomas J. Whitmore that uh, Bill Pullman played in Andy Prince. I think that wasn't that a real president. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just made this shit up. Anyway, James Marshall. And that okay. was Harrison Ford's uh, name on Air Force One. He was Special Ops, military, Green Beret. The terrorists tried to take over his plane. And he beat all he beat all their asses, beat the shit out of them. And the last dude, he was like, "Get off my plane!" and kicked him off the plane. Fucking awesome. Can't beat that. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Terry Crews, I- Idiocracy. Oh yeah, yeah. I President Camacho. What I was about to say was it um, was it Kurt Russell? Wasn't he president in that um, that one flick on the plane? Not Air Force One, but like like Steven Seagal was it? Like no, no, Steven no. Executive Seagal decision. Died? He, he wasn't Exe- president. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The executive position. He wasn't yeah. president. He wasn't president. Oh. No, he was like an analyst. Okay. Yeah. See, the thing was, and that was Steve Zagar supposed to be like this badass Green Beret, whatever. And got he got killed off halfway in the movie, yeah. and then it was left up to the analysts to, you know, to, to yeah. beat the terrorists. Yeah, I remember that. Really creepy movie. Have you seen that movie recently? What's the last time you seen Executive Decision? It's been a while, a good decade or two. <laughs> it's a very creepy movie, man. Uh, the whole plot of the movie is some terrorists are going to fly a plane into the White House, and they specifically say in the movie we are doing this for in the name of Osama bin Laden. Yeah, um, this is pre nine eleven. This is pre nine eleven. It's almost yeah. like it almost feels like they're watching it. Like, damn, that's a good ass idea. <laughs> that's what they always do. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're like, damn, that's a good idea. Let's fly planes. Now they're like. Now the terrorists are like, damn, these motherfuckers just walk into schools and malls and start shooting up the place. So let's do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> that's, that's what they're doing. Fuck this suicide bombing shit. Right. <laughs> that's so suicide bombing. So passe. Let's just load up our AKs like the Americans do. <laughs> right. Just shoot the shit. Just walk out. You know, <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm missing. Uh, oh, yeah. And also El Presidente Carlos Estevez in Machete Kills. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also known as Charlie Sheen. (laughs) Now, for a lot of people that don't know that, Carlos Estevez is actually his real name. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Emilio Estevez and Martin Sheen's name, I think, is Ramon Estevez. Yeah. Because he's actually, That's I think true. he's actually from, no, he's not from Spain, but I think his father is a Spanish immigrant. Like, he's from Spain. Yeah. So they all have Emilio, like Emilio's the only one with the real name, yeah. Yeah, he's the one with the only the real name. But it's like a bunch of them. And they all Estevez and shit like that. But uh Martin Sheen changed his name, you know, to Breaking Hollywood because you know Ramon Estevez would get like him cat, you know, typecast yeah. stuff like that. So Charlie Sheen decided to do the same thing, but Emilio Estevez kept his own name. But yeah, that's the whole story behind it. So in Machete Kills in a Robert Rodriguez movie, he went by Carlos Estevez, his real fucking name. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he is and introducing Carlos Estevez <laughs> as the El Presidente. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how we got it. That so that's my, oh 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 shit. No. Oh, Escape from New York with his name Donald. Well, he wasn't that cool though. He wasn't cool. But, Can I name a real president though? A real president? A real movie president? A real movie? Pre- what? Oh, Ronald Reagan? <laughs> was Ronald Reagan in a in a movie? He was an actor. He was in a bunch of movies. I mean. Okay, so name a, cool, name a cool, what was the best movie Ronald Reagan was in? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm going to tell you this. The best thing I remember Ronald Reagan in is The Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight like, Return. not movie, just oh, anything. Like, oh, yeah. Because okay. he was the asshole president of Superman to go kill Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not what, like, what What Ronald Reagan movie he was in. I don't what Ronald Reagan movie was he in? Wasn't he in, like, a fucking old, like, a... Uh, Gangster movie? What the fucking movie was that? I mean, when he was like playing a president, not the actual yeah. movies he was in. Yeah. And I know he was an actor in all this shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anybody. But the one I was going to name was Abraham Lincoln. Okay. In Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's the There's one a- I was going to talk about. Because... I don't care what anybody say. If you are intoxicated or inebriated, that is the best fucking movie to watch. Period. <laughs> you know what's actually not bad either? What's is that? Abraham Lincoln's Zombie Hunter. <laughs> it, it, was like a, it, it was like a knockoff, like a B-movie knockoff. It came on like sci-fi, like around the same time as Vampire Hunter. Oh, okay. But it's basically, yeah, Lincoln fighting off zombies. But the thing is, here's the kick. He gets bit. What? He gets bit at the end, and John Wilkes Booth has to fucking put him out. <laughs> so John Wilkes Booth is the hero? He's the hero. Who the fuck wrote that shit, man? Probably I that, that asshole awesome. that caught the fish on Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> the South shall rise again. Oh, man. Oh, uh, But here's the thing about the the Vampire Hunter movie that I was talking about, the Abraham Bingham Van Harrow Hunt. Eli, that movie is actually really accurate. Historically accurate. A uh, vampire hunter? Yes. All okay. they did, all they did, was take the vampires, just replace the like the the Southern Confederate soldiers and replace them as vampires. That's all they did. Okay. Everything else was historically accurate. So it's like whenever you like to consider first did some shit, uh, like it was a scene. Like okay, I'm trying to remember my history. I don't know my history like like comic cast like Boogie and Gomer and all shit like do, but. They ran out of like weapons and bullets to fight the Confederate soldiers. 
So what they did, they took like silver and metal and all the silvers they could, you know, to make real, you know, bullets and stuff like that for the yeah. guns. This is real. This really happened. I, okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So in the <laughs> in the movie, right, right. You like you say in the movie. So when they're taking silver and stuff like that to melt it, they're killing the vampires because you know silver kills vampires. Like, uh huh. And basically, like the Confederate soldiers are like, we're really vampires and we're gonna suck the blood out of you know, awesome ass movie. If you ever seen it, go watch it. If you're inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> that being said can we move on to the actual uh next part of the podcast sure okay so next part of the podcast we're gonna talk about his actual uh box office numbers and this is gonna be interesting eli we're gonna talk about this as best we can because i don't i don't know if we're the most uh equipped people to talk about this but uh number one movie what is the number one movie of the week i heard it's sonic it is Sonic the Hedgehog. Blah, 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 blah. That ain't the words to it, but that's what I always imagine the words to be in my head. Uh, <laughs> Eli, this movie's just, pun intended, ran away with the competition. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dad joke, I know. So, it's the highest grossing video game movie of all time. No shit. Yes. More than Resident Evil, really? <laughs> Those movies did not gross a lot of money. Yes, higher than Resident Evil. <laughs> Even though they made like a thousand of them? They maybe? made a thousand of them, but nobody saw them. They were just cranking them out just like, we don't care who sees this shit, you know. Uh, that being said, Sonic is the highest grossing comic book movie, uh, video game movie of all time. And the second uh, movie on the list is actually the second, well, the lo- second lowest grossing comic book movie of this decade. Or maybe this millennium. I don't know. It's down there. Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Now, yeah. we don't know what to call this movie. I checked on IMDb and Fandango and Box Office Mojo earlier in the week. They were calling the movie Harley Quinn. Now they're back calling the movie Birds of Prey. Who, what are we going to name it? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to name this movie. Now, Eli, let's talk about this movie for a second. Okay. And I'm going to talk about Sonic in a second, too, even though we hadn't seen it and don't have no plans to see it. But I'm going to talk about Birds of Prey for a second. Eli, do you have any theories about why this movie underperformed? Um... Just, uh, just, I mean, just the 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 PC ones. Oh, it's women. I, I, oh, I, I, I'm, oh, try, I'm trying oh, to avoid it as much because that's what all everybody that shit. Else I mean, that's what people are saying. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 me, really, I think it's it's weird because Suicide Squad made so much money, yet right. not a lot of people like it. It didn't and make I any think, sense. It made a lot yeah. of money. People did not like it. They want an Oscar. So. <laughs> it did. Right. Maybe because Will Smith wasn't in it, but then Will, does Will, Will Smith doesn't draw anybody anymore anyways. So I, who knows? Okay, well, that, that's the thing. I think that's a myth. I think that's a myth. He had one really bad flop last year. I get that. Gemini, 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 Gemini Man was a flop. I give you that. But Aladdin was his biggest grossing, highest grossing movie of his, his career. Then he turns around and has a hit with Bad Boys. Okay. So yeah. we can't say that he's not a box office drawer because he's still drawing in people with his box office. Yeah. One well, I'm just saying, like, said, oh, yeah. Doom is gloom. You know. I think they're kind of associating this with, with Suicide Squad and maybe that, oh, it's Suicide Squad with chicks and, you know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I give you that. I give you that. I, that, that, that may, that's a, that's a, a good I assessment think, for it. Yeah. The last one, I mean, <laughs> la- I mean, Suicide Squad, you had Harley Quinn, which is okay. She's a popular character. Mm-hmm. Then you have Will Smith. Then you had the Joker. So just that, that was like a trifecta of popularity. Let's, you know, that's probably why Suicide Squad made so much money. 
Now you take away two of those motherfuckers, and right. you just got now you just got birds of prey. And, and that's the problem. The name. I think the name did fuck with this movie. Yeah. Because if it yeah. was Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, it would have made a few more dollars. I'm not gonna say it, it would have did a billion if you just changed the name of it. But I think calling the name Birds of Prey and having Harley Quinn stuck after this long ass subtitle, you thinking like it's okay, this movie about some some asshole chicks I've never heard of because nobody knows who the fuck the Birds of Prey are. Even though they had a TV no. show in two thousand, nobody knows who they are. And, and even Harley though they, Quinn, I mean, she's in the trailers, and you'd figure that they wouldn't, they wouldn't be that stupid. You think? <laughs> but and that's another problem. Those trailers sucked. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nothing. So you had suck ass trailers. You have a confusing ass name. So you like is is this a Birds of Prey movie or is it a Harley Quinn movie? People don't know. They people are like okay, it's a another ensemble movie where Harley Quinn maybe in a little little bit or maybe she's in a little. No, it's a Harley Quinn movie. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think if they would have, they did a bad job of selling this movie. And I think those things yeah. hurt it. Now, Eli, <laughs> I'm gonna give a third reason why this right. movie that nobody else has seen to be bringing up, and I'm not gonna go. With these asshole YouTubers, you know, it's woke, it's agenda, it hates men. No, I'm not going to angle. I'm going to go different. And it's an, it's an argument that we've been bringing up, but for some reason, now we've forgotten. What if, Eli, the reason this movie is failing is because of superhero fatigue? That could be it. That could be it. I mean, maybe, like I said, Suicide this movie is a much, much better, whatever you think about this movie is a much, much better movie than Suicide Squad. Yeah, and I think if this movie would came out three, four years ago, it made a lot more money than what it did now. But the problem is, as far as comic book movies go, we've seen everything that is out there. And yes, this is a different type of movie than what we've seen before. But it's just like people just like, look, I can't do it. There's too many other movies coming out, you know. Now the the proof in the pudding will be when when Black Widow comes out, depending on what Black Widow does. Now if that struggles at the box office, we might have we might have a serious we'd have a serious conversation with what's going on. Because think about this, Birds of Prey is failing right now. Meanwhile, Sonic the Hedgehog is the highest grossing video game movie of all time. Now, we have Sonic the Hedgehog, and last year we had, what, Pikachu? Also a video game movie? Okay. So, Eli, are we seeing a changing of the guard? Could be. Could be, because Could I, be. I, I and always this is said that... I, and this is something I want to talk about later in our comic reviews, because I read a comic this week that talks about Gets into a little bit about that. I, I, I have a theory. I'll get back to that later, though. Okay, put a pin in it. We'll come back yeah. to that. <laughs> I, I do want to finish my... And if I step on your toes on what I'm going to say, just let me know, and we, we'll talk about it later on. But, like I said, we might be seeing change of guard, because I've always said that 2020 is going to be the year the comic book movie bubble bursts. That's what I've always said. I said this back when we first started this podcast. Yeah. Because we can only ride this gravy train on biscuit wheels for so long before the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. And after Endgame, what else can you do that we haven't seen? Yeah, you know, that's true. Now, yes, we can talk about Joker, but Joker had its own built-in controversy. People want to go see the movie because the media specifically told you not to go see the movie. Yep. It's going to turn you to a, a, a mass shooter if you go see this movie. You're like, well, I got to yep. go see this movie now. You kid shouldn't be listening to that rock and roll. Let's right. We're going to ban <laughs> this movie. So people just got to go see it. They get, oh, well, I got to go see what this is, you know. Yeah. So that's built in. Meanwhile, uh, Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey didn't do any of this stuff. There was no controversy to the movie. It was just a movie. Uh, it didn't really sell it on the high merits of the movie. The title was confusing. But at the same time, it didn't really do anything to sell you on the movie. That's the thing. 
And I think no. that's that's yeah. what hurts it overall. And that's the thing is it's sad because it is has that Deadpool feel. It's got that hard R-rated violence, and that could have been really cool because you don't get that a lot from comic book movies now. But remember the Deadpool um, publicity, all that, those those uh, marketing. Remember he did those commercials, those PSA ads and right. shit. You know, those were hilarious. And it's the thing. Ryan Reynolds is a marketing genius. Yeah. Like, what, like fans, you know, he got his own wine company, right? And uh, the Peloton wife that was on there, she had this big marketing thing where, you know, she got bigger. So he had her the next day on one of his wine commercials, you know, promoted on Twitter, you know, selling his wine. So he's a marketing genius. Meanwhile, I don't know who the hell uh, was was in charge of promoting this Birds of Prey movie, but they, they need to be fired. That, yeah, I mean, Carly Quid did a bunch of PSAs or something, you know, just her selling the movie. And that's all you needed to just. Because it was confusing. You get all these other people on it. Because yeah. think of it, if you take, like, regardless of what you think about the movie, take Harley Quinn out of the Birds of Prey movie. Does the movie sell? Do you want to see a solo Birds of Prey movie with these actresses no. that they had in there without Harley Quinn? No. no. I don't no. want to see it. <laughs> Especially if, like, Cassandra Cain wasn't going to be Orphan or Batgirl. Right. <laughs> just some regular pickpocket. Like, well, what's the point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah so so it, the movie fails in that part. But like I said, we got a whole bunch of other superhero movies coming out. And are they really drawing, you know, uh, attention like that? Like I said, only two I can think about is what? Black Widow and Eternals. And yeah, the more stuff know. people hearing about Eternals, the more it's turning people off. Oh, yeah. Because there's going to be gay people in it and shit and all this crap. Yeah. Do we, do we want to talk about that? I don't give a shit. I'm going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Here's my problem. Here's my problem with that one. Like I said, I, I hate to be one of these asshole YouTubers, but I got to go there because it definitely does feel like forced diversity. They got the uh the guy, the superhero named Fa Fa Fastos. Fuck his name is. I don't know. Anyway. But um, they made him black in the, in the movie and they made him gay in the movie. He's neither black or gay in the comics. He's married to a woman in the comics, so maybe he's on a download. I don't know. But anyway, that's not a story that's there. So, and they're saying they're going to go out their way to make sure they have, uh, you know, a gay kiss in the movie. Now, here's my thing, Eli, with this. I don't have a problem, you know, with homosexuality in general. Love who you want to love. Do what you want to do. But I always do see a weird pattern of them always. You remember how they always check in the boxes on everything? We've already talked about this, especially with Disney. Yeah. have a problem with this. They got to have, have a woman. They got to have be, be gay. They got to have him be black. They got to have him be, uh, you know, uh, any other brown color. Uh, you know, they got to check everything off. We, we got to have him transgender. They got to have something. But they yeah. seem to be taking a cheat code around it. And sometimes, well, what if we combine two of those boxes and put them in one? So what I'm seeing is a lot of the black characters end up being, being gay anyway. We take off two boxes. We're good. You know. <laughs> And don't give them any kind of characteristics, just, just black and they're just gay and don't give And you know that scene's going to get cut out in the China And then it's going to get cut out in China. That's exactly what's going to happen. So it's going yeah. to be such a brief scene. So, we yeah. won't even notice it. And, okay, and here's my thing about that shit. Because you got all these motherfuckers, all these fucking whiny, woke assholes. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. That's what you guys are. <laughs> whiny, woke motherfuckers. You know, bitching about not being included and all that shit. And then you finally get some shit, like say it's like like the Star Wars. They put a fucking gay kiss in Star Wars, right. and then they cut it out of China and shit. Right. You know, which I didn't so, even notice until I heard them bitching about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. They'll take the black person out of the fucking poster. They'll, you know, so fucking China is kind of racist and intolerant, and right. Disney kind of like goes along with them. 
Right. Yet you're still supporting this company. <laughs> you, still, you know what I mean? You're still giving, you know, you're still kissing Disney's ass. But what, all they're doing is just following whatever money they can. Just following whatever whatever they think can make them yeah. money. Oh, we we got we're gonna have a a point five second scene with a gay person in there just mentioning it that some yeah. people may not even catch, but we're gonna promote the hell out of it to make you think we're doing inclusion. But they're really not. Yeah. And no, it has no bearing on the story whatsoever. And it wasn't even in the original story to begin with. They just something they just threw in there. Yeah. Instance, and they're, I, and you, yeah. Yeah. And they're just, they, they, and you got all these motherfuckers writing all these sh- shitty, pissed off clickbait articles about diversity, about being woke and shit. Meanwhile, the very, the, the company that is doing this tolerates this country's intolerance, you know? Right. And, and sometimes they think like when they do all these box checking and things like that, they actually make the problem worse a bunch of times. I'm gonna give yeah. you an example, Eli. Your favorite movie, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your boy, Slipknot. Yeah, Adam Beach. Adam Beach. Yeah. Now here's the thing: Slipknot is in the comics. That storyline that happened to him is in the comics, but Slipknot is a white guy. So, yeah. like I said. Same thing happens. Capital Wayne talked about it to the man. You can run off. You can do it. They ain't going to do any shit to him. He gets killed, blown up, blah, that's it. Okay. But when you take the one, when you take the one character and you race change him mm-hmm. and then you kill him off halfway through the movie before the movie starts and he has no written lines, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you, th- are you, you rewarding pissed- yourself for that? Yeah. You pissed off a bunch of natives is what right. you did. <laughs> Because people because, want to see representation, but what kind of representation you do yeah. when you take a character yeah. that wasn't that race to begin with, you change him, and then you kill yeah. him off anyway. And then you have him really and, do asshole shit, like punch women in the face, you know, so you want him to get killed off. Yeah. You know. And go listen to all, go listen to the two years of Geek Savs before Suicide Squad came out. And we were talking like, he's not going to survive. How long do you think he's going to survive? Right. How long is the Indian guy in a movie called Suicide Squad with the Joker and Will Smith going to survive in this motherfucker? It's like the only guy he Let's did kill that. off. Yeah. I was like, okay, is he going to like kill off right away? Or is he going to be like Billy the Indian from Predator and go out like a G, you know, sacrifice himself like a warrior, you know, because of that noble savage bullshit that everyone likes to see? Like, yeah. we were talking about that shit forever, you know, and lo and behold, and I was on online on native websites because yeah when an indian guy is in a movie it's big news in indian country well hey an indian's on tv or an indian's in a movie and you get it's news it's news in native country (laughs) because there's hardly ever natives on screen ever so there was all these news outlets and i'm on there saying he ain't gonna he's gonna die he's gonna die and all these other natives were getting pissed off at me calling me racist right you know you know, they didn't know I was native because I don't have the cool Native American name. You know what I mean? I, Eli Finero. That's, you know, it's an Italian Greek shit. You know, I don't have the cool, you know, Indian name with the weathered pattern and the animal, you know, like Thunderwolf or something. You know? <laughs> I would love so to call you Thunderwolf, though. Eli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, they all calling me racist because I was just telling like it is, you know, like right. he ain't going to survive. And so basically slipknot and i kept saying you know they gave the the role that nobody wanted to the indian guy right he didn't even so get a title say, card yeah everybody and else got this crazy that, ass intro crazy ass title card he didn't even get that yeah that was basically the indian reservation of acting roles right and they gave it to the <laughs> indian guy. and like and i keep saying that like okay if you're gonna include the indian have them do something cool don't waste it because otherwise give it to 
somebody else. Don't make me go there. Because that's what happens. You, you represent an Indian, you make me go there. Then I start like, okay, how is this going to be perceived? How, uh, is, how stereotypical is this role going to be? You know, I start thinking about all that shit. And most of the time it sucks. So fuck, fuck giving a shitty role to an Indian guy. Right. That's what I said. Well, just in general, you know, I mean, if you're going to just change the role and then make the role even worse than what it was before, like, you're not helping. You're actually hurting. You're doing worse. Yeah. And yeah. people, gay people who saw the gay kiss in Star Wars were like, oh, that's just tokenism gay shit. Even gay people were like, that didn't need to be in there. I'll give you, you another know? example. Okay, we just <laughs> talked about Slipknot, right? I'm going to give you another yeah. example about uh, Thor. Now, Everybody, you know, I'm not going to talk about, you know, Idris Elba in the movie. He's the only black-ass guardian in the role. I mean, we we talk, we know about Tessa Thompson like that. But let's say in the original movie, the one black-ass guardian. What is his one role in the movie? He's a doorman. He's, he's the door. He's a doorman. That's the thing. He, he now, when he's white, he it doesn't really matter. But when you make the he's one. The elevator guy. Right. You make the one black-ass guardian a doorman. Yeah, can I get your door for you, sir? Can I get your hammer for you, Mr. Thor? You know. It really stands out, like why that has to be the one black ass guard in the movie. You make you making you you accentuating these stereotypes more than you are. You not, even though you think you're checking boxes. Yeah, yeah. Just don't make it. Like I said, don't make me go there. Don't make us go there. Right. Like either <laughs> do it and make it real, or don't do it at all. Or don't and do it at all because you you pissing us off when you do shit like this. Yeah. You know because you, you okay you make the you make the black dude in the movie gay. Okay. And he making him a side character probably won't have any speaking role. Why don't you make the main character gay? Why don't you make Star Lord yeah. gay or some shit like that? They'll never <laughs> yeah, do no that. Shit. That's a more interesting movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Drax. <laughs> Move out the way for more. I don't want you. Uh, fuck the hey rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Lando, he just fucks anything. It's it's, it's space. I fuck anything. <laughs> Come here, yeah, Groot. <laughs> fucking Captain Kirk did it. Why the fuck? We are Groot. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, shit. we just wrote a whole new book series, didn't we? We did. <laughs> We're sounding more and more like these asshole uh, comics gators every day, Eli. I don't know what's <laughs> we becoming what we hate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I totally, yeah, you know, it's not real. It does seem forced. And when they, if you just don't include it, I'm okay with it. You know, because I'm used to it. I'm used to not being included anyway, so it's no sweat off my balls if right. I don't, you know, I don't see that diversity. So just don't, just tell your story and quit trying to, you know, act like some shit you ain't because you're really not. Disney's not really woke because in the end, China will just censor the scene anyway and Disney won't give a shit that they do. Exactly. They'll change you know? the poster. They'll cut out scenes. Yeah. They'll change dialogue, yeah. whatever they need to do, you know. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. it may be inconsequential here, but they'll go on these talk shows, add this shit up like it's a big deal when it's really not. Yeah. You know. Like Taboo, right? This fucking werewolf at night shit. Oh, oh yo, <laughs> Red Wolf? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody or, even knew he was native? <laughs> yeah, and he didn't even know he was native until right. like last month. Oh, I could cash <laughs> in on this shit. I could be the next Black Panther. No, you can't. <sighs> yeah. Maybe Turok. <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah. Oh shit! What are we talking? About? Oh, number three. <laughs> oh, we're still on the movie. Yeah, we're still on the movie. <laughs> Damn, I thought this was gonna be a quick episode. Right? Okay, I, I, I told you I could filibuster. I told you I could. <laughs> uh, number three, Fantasy Island. Uh, I kind of want to yeah. see it, Eli, even though it flopped. I, I kind of wanted to see it too. It's like a horror version of yeah, Fantasy horror version. Island. I don't like. I kind of want to see because I remember the original Fantasy Island. I'm like, you could make the twist as long as you do some, you know, the plane, the plane. Give me that shit. I'm sold. 
No. Uh, number three, the It'll be photo- Kevin Hart. I have Kevin Hart doing. No. See, we just talked about this. <laughs> Oh, It'll be Kevin Hart, but then you'll see like clickbait articles about the little people community pissed off that they weren't represented. They, oh, right. They, they got race <laughs> change and all this shit like that. Yeah. Uh, number four, the photograph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's um, I know what it is, but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, number five, Bad Boys of Life, still hanging in there. Number six, 1917, Oscar Snub. Number seven, Parasite. Oscar win. It jumped up. It jumped like 240% oh, yeah, yeah. Back, last week. Back in the top and, that, and that's what the Oscars do. You win, you make money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number eight, Jumanji the Next Level. Why is it still on there? Don't know. Number nine, Do Little. Don't know why it's still on there. And number 10, oh, yeah. Downhill. The fuck that don't know what that is. I don't know. Now, that being said... Oh, me... that, that, that might be the Will Ferrell movie. I think that's the Will Ferrell movie. He's still making movies? Where they go on a ski trip or some shit? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not watching that shit. Valentine's Day shit, I guess, I think. Nah, I'm watching that shit, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Now, let me talk about Sonic the Hedgehog for a second. Now, if you want a review of Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm not watching that shit. I'm just letting you know it now. Uh, unless Eli watches it. I ain't watching it. Yeah, so if you're expecting... We decided we weren't going, though. <laughs> we weren't going. So if you come in here expecting to hear a Sonic the Hedgehog review from either of us, you at the wrong goddamn place. <laughs> Find like 50 yeah. other million podcasts to talk about this shit because I don't know shit about Sonic the Hedgehog other than because uh, the last game I played was Sonic 2. I did not know there was a storyline to this shit. I didn't know there was other characters and shit or a lore or mythology or no shit. He was just a blue motherfucker with red shoes that ran fast. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson made the music to his third movie, but they didn't put his name on it because of all those accusations he had at the time. Boom. Fun fact. So Sega, Sega Mario, that's all it was. <laughs> Sega Mario, that's all it was. So that's all I know about Sonic. But apparently, people are going crazy over this movie. Uh, here's the thing, Eli. Some people think they owe it to go see this movie. They think they're obligated to see this movie. And the re- because remember, because everyone was bitching about the poster. Remember this? This although everybody bitching about it. Yeah, know? because you know they had that first trailer. You know where he just looked like some kind of weird furry man thing. It was like horrifying. It really was. Get shit out of me. And like real teeth and shit in his face. <laughs> so it freaked people out and they said, don't worry, we're going to push the movie back. We're going to spend some money on it, fix everything like that. So when they fixed it, people were like, oh, since they fixed it, we have to go see the movie. We're obligated to go see the movie. And some people are seeing the movie as a fuck you to Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. Because, because okay, Sonic listens to the fans. They're doing what the fans want them to do. And other than Birds no, of Prey with their oh. agenda... You know, they're... see, fuck those people too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're insulting the fans. Oh, what a bunch of pussies. Right. So the trigger, you know. So they want to go see this shit. And plus, second is Santa Hedgehog is rated G P G, whatever the fuck. You can it's take the, the whole family movie. go yeah. see it, watch it multiple times. Present, yeah. Fucking three day weekend. What do you? Why do you think it made money? Yeah. Right. Your kids want to see it because this thing. Like I said, why is Sonic still popular even though his last good game, in my opinion, was was 1992? Because of fucking Smash Brothers. Oh, really? Is that why? That's why. So these kids know him from Smash Brothers. So okay. I was talking to my nephew. I was like, yeah, Sonic. I've known Sonic since 1992. Oh, really? Like, he didn't even know there were Sonic games. Oh, the Sonic games. No. He just know him from Smash Brothers. That's it. So that's the thing. They know him from Smash Brothers. They go see the movie. They look at, They say they got all kind of Easter eggs and people are like breaking down think pieces on this fucking movie. I'm like, really? Sonic the Hedgehog? And you know what, Eli? I'm realizing that the shit that they're doing 
is the way people look at us when we talk about these Marvel movies. <laughs> so it's like coming full circle. It's like it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, you know. <laughs> so yeah, y'all look stupid as fuck talking about this Rocky Raccoon shit. Like okay. Yeah. So and the thing is, because they say they got some. Let's talk about uh, yeah, Tony Stark's fifth Iron Man suit. <laughs> right, the Mark Forty Two. You know, they just break this shit down. See, in the third movie, in the fifth scene, you know, so they're doing that shit with Sonic the Hedgehog right now. They got Easter eggs like that. Spoiler, I don't give a fuck. They said they got a uh, Super Mario Easter egg in there. No, not even oh, really? an Easter egg. It's like an after credit scene or some shit. Oh, Mario just shows up? But like, not that he shows up, like, you know, like, Sonic, he's, like, so fast he can break through the speed force or some bullshit, you know? So he, like, runs to another dimension, and the dimension he runs to is the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, really? And okay. then the movie cuts off. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. let them... T- so, so, they've already... They've already planted the seeds of a cinematic universe. <laughs> They're doing what DC can't do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, and, and that's the thing, like Eli. If they if they go down this direction and they stick the landing on this one, they could fuck around and be the new MCU. They sure could. I mean, because MCU is pretty much on their way out. Like I said, all this, all this, no, like MCU is not doing any movie right now that people give a shit about. We don't care about Black Widow. Yes, it's cool, but we know the ending of it. Boom, she dies. Spoiler alert. You know, Eternals, even if there wasn't any, any bullshit agenda in there, it's like a shit movie. I don't give a fuck about the Eternals even in the comics. Yeah, what are we going to see? Baby Thanos in that movie? Like, who? No, it's not going to be in there, you know. Uh, So, so. MCU is on its way out. Boom. Nobody cares. But if you got Sonic, who's becoming the Tony Stark of the video game series, they already got a Pokemon series. There you go. So they can just throw Pokemon in this bullshit. Mario show up in the next one. Uh, Captain Falcon or F-Zero. Donkey Kong shows up. Boom. You got the fucking video game Avengers. Yeah, there you go. Pac-Man and shit. Pac-Man. Did they all do Pixels? that movie Pixels? Who knows how deep this rabbit hole can go. The dude from Halo Super shows up. Anything shit. can happen. Yeah. You know. Like Wreck and Ralph, you know. Yeah, they all Street Fighter, Ryu shows up, M. Bison, yeah. all of them. Yeah. So we don't know how deep this rabbit hole can go. So they get that shit together. They could be the new thing. Because the thing is, like I said, the MCU is our thing because that's what we grew up on. Now the video game, like, yeah, we we know this shit, but it, <laughs> we didn't grow up on this shit. And in ten years, in ten years, Kevin Feige be like, no, I don't see those video game movies. They're not cinema. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> real cinema like the MCU like we really, used to make, they're, you know? they're not real cinema and then what's gonna happen it. some asshole director Artur is gonna take Mario and make a gritty version of it but he's gonna make a remake of an old 70s movie that he grew up on <laughs> yeah it'll be like the French connection with Mario and Luigi Mario because he's already Italian so right now he's gonna have mob ties yeah. he's yeah, gonna be like mob a mob ties, leg yeah. breaker yeah <laughs> Yeah, we Luigi legs. is in trouble. If Mario didn't get the money, he's getting his leg broken. Something happens. They go. The to mob the, boss is called Don Cooper. Or something. Don Cooper and shit. You know, give me my money by midnight, Mario, or your brother is gonna sleep with the fish and gonna shove him in the water. You know, uh, Princess Peach is gonna be his mob wife. Yep. Mario's gonna be sleeping with her. You know. We're writing a movie right now. Look, I know you 10-year-olds, you're going to write this movie later on. We're telling you right now, write this movie now, make it in 20 years, you're going to win an Oscar. Yeah, it'll be like some, like like the jo- one of the Jonas Brothers right. will win an Oscar for 
It'll be the greediest role he ever had. <laughs> He'll gain 30 pounds, you know. <laughs> oh shit. That's that's where we're headed to. We we've already predicted the future, Debrina. If if we don't if if you know if they don't kill us in twenty twenty. Nostradamus. We're calling it right now. So, yeah, that's the movie. Uh, MCU, we've had our fun. Comic book fans, we've had our fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eventually, somebody under is going to make the video game bullies. They're going to make our shit. (laughs) Push us out. (laughs) We're telling you everything that's going to happen, so don't get surprised 10 years from now. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, that being said, that's video game shit. Um, Let's talk about some more shit. Let's talk about Batman. No, I'm sorry. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Okay. I had an argument with Goma on on Twitter, on Facebook, what the fuck ever. Oh, you crazy kids. Yeah, we we always argue for some reason. Uh, Like I said, all I said was they have never confirmed the name of the movie to be called The Batman. That's all I said. The Batman is an internet term. Fucking dick. Right? (laughs) Because here's the thing. Like I said before, the D, like everybody calls the DCEU. The fe- the people at Warner Brothers said never called it the DCEU. The DCEU is an internet term. Period. The internet in- invented that term. So, mm-hmm. and I would say like the Batman is just came from the internet. Now, Matt Reeves probably like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If the internet's already called the movie The Batman, might as well call the movie The Batman. So that's what the movie's gonna be called, The Batman. And we finally got a screen test of The Batman with uh Robert Patterson uh basically doing his best Daredevil impression, I guess. <laughs> What was the point of that? I I didn't like you could do it in gray or all black or you know all white or something. But why red? You know red is gonna make us think of Daredevil. It's gonna make us think of like Red Batman. Is that a fuck you to Ben Affleck? Is that what that is? Well, you're reading way too much into this, man. I'm just saying it. Just, maybe it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know. You know. <laughs> but anyway, um, they showed a picture of him. He actually has like a a neck. He has a collar. So I'm like, Batman doesn't wear collars, but it's their Batman. They can do what they want to. His suit looked exactly like out of Arkham Knight. Yeah, or it looks like the fucking Nolan suit, too. It's like that type of... It doesn't look like the Nolan suit. It definitely looks like... I, I, I see It does kind of like the Nolan suit, but it looks exactly like Arkham Knight. Because Arkham Knight has like those moving pieces to it and shit. Mm-hmm. And this one, like, he yeah. was flexing his shoulder. You could see, like, the shoulder pieces moving. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. So it looks, it looks like complete... Middle armor, like you're shooting like bullets and bounce off of them. But the most interesting thing people are freaking out about is the bat symbol, the bat emblem, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's this crazy fan theory online that, and like I said, nothing was confirmed, but they're saying like the pieces of the gun that was used to kill his parents, he melted that down and turned it into the bat signal. Ooh, so it, well, wasn't that wasn't that in one of the comics? That what was in was one that? of the fucking comics. Yes, it yeah, was in the Kevin Smith wrote that shit in Detective Kevin Comics. Kevin Smith 1000. wrote that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we reviewed it. If you listen to all of our podcasts, which I know all of you do, <laughs> we reviewed that and we talked about it. And that's it. So yes, Kevin Smith has already written this story, but yeah. Eli, I, it had me thinking. I thought okay. No, 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 no. You, you go ahead. You go ahead before. I, yeah. Oh, I thought from what I looked at when I looked at it, I thought he could take the bat symbol off and turn him into bat rings or his grappling gun or something. That's what it looked like to me. That's some Robin shit. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, yeah, he I'm could, just... but I don't know. He already it's looked okay, like man. You'll be okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. So, yeah, he could do that. But the whole point behind the Kevin Smith story was that because since the, the gun was the thing that, you know, took his heart away, he's like, this is the thing that's going to protect my heart. You know, I'm going to use it to protect yeah. my soul. When anytime somebody kill a croc slashes at him, you know, 
or somebody shoots at him or Superman punches him in the chest or like that, he's punching like the gun that killed his parents, which is really protecting him now. You know, it's his armor, you know. Uh, yeah. But here's my thing. Like I said, Kevin Smith wrote this, and we want to say Kevin Smith is this genius, 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 genius. What if he's not a genius, Eli? How long have they been working on this script for this movie? Two, three years? Whatever. What yeah. if Kevin Smith read that script, because you know he has the inside, uh, you know, track on this stuff, and just oh, yeah. stole that shit? Yeah. Well, his daughter is on like that DC show. If you watch the app, they have right. that like show that they do every day. Yeah, the DC Daily. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and she's on that show sometimes. Right, and he's uh, always so I'm like, sure. Like I, yeah. I hate to talk about Kevin Smith because it sounds like we're hating because he's also a podcaster and he's a way bigger podcaster than us. Yeah, he gets money. He gets <laughs> money off this shit. Gomer doesn't pay us shit, you know. <laughs> uh, so. So my thing is, is that, yes, he's this huge podcast and we're, we, we maybe hating whatever like that. But the thing is, he may have this inside track and stuff. And he's always kissing DC's ass, you know, because they're always throwing him a bone. They're always uh make, letting him direct the episode of Flash or some shit, you know, or he can yeah. commentate, you know, or do an after series interview of Christ on Infinite Earth or like that. So he so DC's always throwing him a bone. Yeah. You know? So it's, it would be nothing for him. Hell, he got a chance to look at the uh, Ben Affleck basketball before anybody. <laughs> he was always reporting about it, say this shit. He said he cried when he saw it and shit, you know, all this stuff, whatever. He's always crying. He's always crying and shit like that. Like, really, dude? You crying on episode eight <laughs> of Legends of Tomorrow? Really? <laughs> okay. So, my thing is, what if he saw that script and just like, you know what, I'm going to just write this shit. I can't think of anything. I'm going to just write that. Because it's too coincidental. You know, but... Uh, hey, never know. What, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. He makes more I'm, I'm, I, I, won't, I won't argue your theory. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm still thinking that the Sonic thing was a, a bullshit theory. I'm thinking they, they made that shit as horrible as possible so fans could bitch so they could turn around and show the real shit. Everything's <laughs> conspiracy to me, Eli. I'm, my antennas are always up. <laughs> they don't want you yeah. to know the truth. <laughs> through the looking glass. Right. People. Look through the looking glass, people. <laughs> uh, uh, last thing I'm going to say about that. Okay, that's the Batman thing. That's cool. I'm excited for the movie when it comes out. Uh, oh, I just My only thing I, I was a little disappointed in was the I was I, I liked Affleck's gray suit. I was hoping it would have that old school kind of flavor. Yeah. You know? But you know, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, this is another fucking Christian Bale shit. You know, that's but what we I- don't we don't even know what this is, which is why DC is struggling right now. Is this connected? Is it not connected? Is he yeah. is he like is this the same Batman that Bat Ben Affleck was playing as a younger version of it? Or is it another universe? What the fuck? Yeah, I mean it's not even for me. It's not even that. It's just like I like the look of Affleck's suit. I like that they. It was a nod to like it was. It was comic um, accurate. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, and I was hoping they would have did a little bit because you got all these motherfuckers in the book. I mean, in the movie, you got Catwoman, you got Penguin, you got all these, you know, all the shit in this movie. You cramp, it sounds like a just a comic book movie. Like let, let's have a little bit more flavor. You know, comic yeah, book. Make flavor. it comic booky, right? Yeah, so when I saw it, I was like, "Ah, that looks." I've seen that before. You know what I mean? Not that I've. I mean, at this point, what what can you do different in Batman's suit that we haven't seen yet? You know. Yeah, I mean, they're all black. That's why I liked Affleck's suit because it wasn't all black. Now, honestly, I didn't think it was black. I thought it, like I said, it was all red, so we can't really tell. But I think it may have some gray (laughs) in it. You know. You think it's (laughs) okay? I I think it's some gray in it. That's. I don't think it's gonna be all black. It would be nice if it, yeah, or fucking blue. This cow's blue and shit, and cape is blue. 
<laughs> this is not Adam West. This is not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go back there. If they do that, that'd be ballsy. But I, I doubt they do that. So. Oh, that would piss so many people off. It will. You're gonna you ruining my Batman. Like fuck you, man. Yeah. Uh, let me see it. Uh, we got Batman. We saw what he looked like. Now we can talk about Catwoman also briefly because we had Zoe Kravitz came up with a new show called High Fidelity on Hulu. Uh, all I want to say, good show. Go watch it. Never seen the original movie. Pretty sure good. It was good. Zoe Kravitz, good actress. So yeah, that's right. about that. Uh, move past that. Harriet Tubman got a bank yeah, card out a- where she. All I want is oh, people are pissed about card? that. Yeah, she got a bank card out. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> In 2020, they announced a few years ago, 2016, 2015, something like that, Harriet Tubman was supposed to be on the face of the $20 bill. Mm -hmm. Of course, that never happened. Most of us knew it wasn't going to happen. But some bank called One United Bank, All Black Bank, decided to have Harriet Tubman on their card. Cool. No problem with that. But what people are getting pissed about is that Harriet Tubman is throwing up the Wakanda Forever sign on the bank card. I was Why? about to say, is she about to do Snick Snick with the fucking Wolverine <laughs> Or Wonder Woman. <laughs> or X-Force. <laughs> yeah, why is that bad? I don't know. I mean, cause, because Harriet Tubman never did the Wakanda Forever sign. Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they made a fucking superhero in that movie she made, you know, the one of Oscar Steele. And another problem I have, Eli, she's doing it wrong. Wakanda Forever, the right hand goes over the left. Not the left over the right. She's doing it wrong. So well, maybe she is doing fucking... Wolverine, man. She's got to be doing Wolverine or X Force or Wonder Woman because she's not doing Wakanda Forever because she's fucking up already. It's right over left, right over left. If you're doing Wakanda Forever, do it right. <laughs> Sebastian Stan, I saw you fuck it up <laughs> because he was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel one time and he said he was on a plane and when the stewardess came up to him and whispered in his ear, Wakanda Forever. <laughs> Because, you know, he was at the end of Black Panther. And he threw up the Wakanda yeah. sign, but he did it wrong. I'm like, come oh. on, Sebastian Stan. We're giving you a pass to do it. You, you can get away with doing the Wakanda Forever sign, but you can't fuck it up. <laughs> and now you got Harry Tubman fucking up the Wakanda Forever sign. Just cancel Black History Month, man. Let's just start over. <laughs> <sighs> oh, let, let's move on past that. Okay, can we move on to the, like, the video game section? Okay, back to the video games. Okay. Yeah, let's go back. Let's have something real quick. Just something real quick I want to talk about there. Uh... How long do I want to talk about this? Can I go in depth, Eli, on this? Let me go in depth. And do whatever you want, man. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to talk about I'm this. here for you. <laughs> Thank you, Eli. <laughs> Glad somebody is. Okay. So, like I said, E3 is coming, and there's supposed to be this huge announcement that everybody thinks is a huge announcement that Jeff Keighley uh, is not going to be announcing the E3. And, Eli, I don't give a shit any more than you do. Now, why I, am yeah, I talking about I really about don't. This? Right, but why am I talking about this? The reason I'm talking about this is because one of the things I'm starting to realize is that since Jeff Keighley has bowed out of E3, what that means is that like the video game media or news is dead. Now, you ever heard of IGN, Game Trailers, GameSpot, yeah. all sites like that? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. no one gives a shit about them. The reason no one gives a shit about them because all of those review sites are paid for. Like you can just because back in the like two thousand so like that a lot of these video game companies actually got paid on how their reviews came from it like like if IGN gave them a nine or whatever like that that's how they got paid so it was a weird thing that's what it was but that's what it was so it was obviously it was payola involved in that one you would see that any 
advertisement in there. If you got eight pages worth of advertisement, they automatically got a 9.5 out of 10. Eli, those Halo games are not that good. I'm sorry, they're not. But they got 11 out of 10s every single time in those books. Meanwhile, talking to regular yeah. people, they don't give a shit about those games. So something isn't adding up there. There's a disconnect going somewhere. But you look yeah. in there. I was a Gears of War kind of guy. So Gears of War is fucking yeah, awesome. I wasn't a Halo guy. I give you yeah. Gears of War. Gears of War is fucking <clears throat> awesome. Halo, eh, whatever. And they're still getting yeah. five out of five games, even though nobody cares about those shit. But you look in those websites, they got advertisements all over the page. So obviously they're paying for the shit. They're paying the bills. You know. So eventually people start realizing, and that's why you start all seeing all these other YouTube uh uh, video game review sites start popping up because you realize they weren't getting paid. They weren't like Angry Joe and you know Max Payne doing all stuff like that. You know they were like, look, Microsoft and Sony aren't in our back pockets. We're gonna tell you the truth. We're not gonna tell you what IGN and GameSpot's not gonna tell you because you can tell they weren't playing the games. You can tell that they may play like one level and they give a score or they give a bullshit score like seven point nine out of nine. What what the fuck is a seven point nine? That's not even a real score, you know. <laughs> So they just throw this bullshit out there and you realize, and that's why you don't see, and that's why nobody takes him seriously anymore. And Jeff Keighley, you knew he was part of this shit because that's why he used to sell all that, remember that shit, Game Fuel, where they had Mountain Dew tie-ins with Halo oh, yeah, and yeah, cheese yeah, yeah. and shit like that. All this shit. And here's the thing, like those used to get uh, advertised on those sites also. So it was all some mm-hmm. big money scheme. I told you, Eli, my, my antennas yeah. are always up on the show. I was buy- I remember buying Oreos for a while because they I was actually, playing one game. Yeah, because they told you this <laughs> shit would make you better at Halo. Like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to sit here on my ass, eat Oreos, and play video games. <laughs> it's going to make me a better player. Like, I'm going to just sit yeah. here and eat nachos and Doritos all day <laughs> and, and, and drink Mountain Dew. Nastiest fucking yeah. shit ever. But it's going to make me better at Halo. <laughs> you don't like Mountain Dew, motherfucker? <laughs> Mountain Dew, the nastiest motherfucking shit ever, man. Oh, this... that shit is like Fear Factor drink, man. I, you you got to pay me to drink that shit. <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, we just going to have to disagree on that. Mountain Dew is the nastiest fucking... That and Dr. Pepper. I don't know what the fuck is nastiest. You don't like Dr. Pepper? You you do not fucking tell me you like what Dr. Pepper. Fuck? What are you, a fucking commie? <laughs> you fucking hate freedom? I'm a you socialist. Freedom? <laughs> you freedom-hating motherfucker. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> the hell, man? What are you doing like... <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Dr. Pepper is the nastiest fucking soda out there. Period. There's nothing fucking nastier, man. That and Mountain Dew. Fuck both of those. So, but anyway, they told you if you drink that shit, it'll make you better at Halo. All the big conspiracy, all the big scheme, <laughs> all connected. So I'm just like, I'm so glad all of those sites that went down. Nobody took them seriously anymore. Game trailers went belly up. GameSpot don't make a shit about them anymore. IGN, nobody fucking take it seriously anymore. Matter of fact, people were getting fired because they got caught getting paid, you know, uh, you know, getting paid off on reviews. So, damn it, all this shit. Jeff, Jeff Keighley, get the fuck out of here. You know, go do whatever you want. Go, go sell your nachos somewhere else or some other company. We don't care anymore. We're, we're out of the Matrix now. We're no longer in the Matrix. We're free. Do you like Doritos? I, I love Doritos. Okay. See, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not that bad of a guy. I can compromise. <laughs> Uh, that being said, and we got uh, Street Fighter Championship Edition out. Eli, I have to unlearn everything I have learned. I got to start back from scratch. So they got new characters out. Everybody got new moves. Everybody got new frame data. Everybody got new moves, stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the week playing Street Fighter. Don't bother me. Oh, I'll probably post it on the website, uh, on, the, on my YouTube page. But I the Tiger, baby. I the exactly. Tiger. I have to get laser focused, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, can we actually move into the actual 
next part of the podcast. Let's do it. All right. So this is the comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books and we're going to jump into it and talk about the comic books. And I guess we're going to start off with the X minute or what's left of the X minute. And I'm going to talk about uh, X-Men number six, five, six, six, X-Men number six. And this what is a, <clears throat> this is a mystique centric story. Okay. okay. So now remember when we talked about, uh, so the beginning of the book starts off with Mystique and Destiny, you know, just sitting down, watching the sunset, holding hands, just looking lovely in each other's eyes. And Destiny's just telling me, Mystique, I got to tell you something. Now, I know it's going to sound crazy as fuck, but it's going to be happening in the future. So you better listen to what I say. No matter how crazy this shit sounds, listen to what I got to say because it's going to be fucked up. Now we cut to the present, not even the present time, but the day. We can actually cut back to the, the time of Dawn of X. Now, remember the storyline where the X-Men went to the sun to destroy that Omega Sentinel base. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, Mystique was on that Mystique was on that uh on that plane also with them. And Mystique gave him all kind of, you know, pushback with them like Charles, I don't feel like going with y'all. I did what the fuck I wanted to do. I'm not going Charles like, no, you ain't done yet. You gotta go with them on the plane to go to the sun because we got a special specific job for you. We need you to plant a cocoa seed out there so we can teleport to that base in time we feel like it like okay i'm gonna do this one job but after that you're gonna do what i tell you to do and like we'll see you know so like i said we know we went to the mission we know what the fuck happened at mission everybody fucking died everybody got killed mystique got shot out of a uh, a spaceship died with like that then she got resurrected but she don't know if she completed the mission or not because like i said before because they didn't have time to re you know to program their memory before they died so nobody's remember anything what happened when they died all they remember what happened right before they left kakoa so she don't know if the former version of self that died completed the mission or not. And Mystique is like, okay, look, I completed the mission I said I was going to do. Give me what I want. I'm like, no, because we don't know if you completed it or not. Well, I'm pretty sure I did. I mean, you're like, maybe. Walk through the portal and we'll see. Why well, can I walk through the portal? Because maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Maybe they booby-trapped it. We don't know. You walk through the portal, we'll find out. She's like, man, fuck y'all. So she walked through the portal. Walks to the portal on the other side. She finds a Sentinel base. She's like, oh, okay. But like I said, the Sentinel base is still there. They thought they blew it up, but it's still there. She sees plan for a Nimrod still being built. Well, like she thought they destroyed the plans, but they didn't. And she sees the uh, scientist that is still building the plans for the Nimrod. And she just leaves her and goes back. And she's like, and hold on. So she goes back to Magneto and Professor X. Tells them everything is going back in the Orcus base. She was like, uh, remember when we said we were going to destroy the Nimrod base? Uh, we didn't destroy it. They got another scientist actually still building Nimrod. And Magneto's like, well, why didn't you take care of it? And he's like, well, because y'all have this rule about humans. And he's like, man, fuck that rule. You know, you know damn well that if you did, uh, if you took her out, we wouldn't have said anything, boy. You would have completed the job. you are like, look, I'm not doing another damn thing for y'all till y'all give me what I want. Y'all brought me back on time, your resume, we on time, but my wife, Destiny, y'all bring her back. So I'm not doing a motherfucking thing for you until you bring my wife back. And Professor X is like, no, I'm not bringing her back until you finish doing what I want you to do because you, I know you're going to turn on me anytime you want to. So until you pay back your debt to Krakoa society, I'm not going to do a damn thing for you until you complete every mission we tell you to do. And uh, Mystique, like, Charles, I hate you. I've always hated you. I've never liked you. And Bristol's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feared and hated and feared. Yeah, I'm used to that shit by now. And she just leaves. 
So then we cut back to what Destiny and Mystique was originally talking about. And Destiny's telling you, here's what the future is going to happen. Now, you're going to go to this island full of mutants. It's not the first mutant. I mean, not the first island like Genosha, but it's going to be the last island. And you're going to go to this island, and they're going to demand this, this, and this from you. And the one thing you want them to give you, which is me, they're not going to give it to you. No matter how hard you ask, because they don't want you to have it. Because they don't trust me to tell you anything else. Here's what I want you to do. If they don't do what I t if they don't give you what you wanted, whether they can't do it or won't do it, burn that motherfucking island to the ground. That's how the book ends. I'm like, okay, cool. And the book just ends with Mystique sitting in the room by herself, drinking wine, standing at Disney's mask. So, so yeah, Mystique's gonna be a problem. So, overall, <clears throat> four out of five, pretty cool. Uh, I always wanted like, and and, and it kind of shows how assholeish. Professor X and Magneto really is because they, they, you know, they said they're going to bring back all the mutants, but they didn't bring back all the mutants, just the mutants that they think not going to be a problem, the ones they think they can control. So they specifically like Destiny out because they know they can bring her back. It's going to be an issue. So, yeah, that's what I got with that. Okay. So, are we doing Marvel? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Well, I'll go with Immortal Hulk, number 31. Okay. This the, the Zimu, right? Yeah. Did you read this? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to remember this as much as I can. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, there was like a there was like a prelude where um, Doctor McGowan, one of the Shadow Base uh, scientists who was working on the Hulk and uh, you know working with Shadow Base, um, she's um, basically trying to rem she's 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 reminiscing about some incidences where she uh, had her um, her first encounters with the hulk and a reminder of this time where she used to work for the kingpin and she was synthesizing these drugs and then daredevil showed up and like basically raided the drug lab and that was like her first time ever experiencing a superhero um so that was just a prelude but then it picks up right where the last um issue left off where um roxon <coughs> has been trying to frame the hulk and um, they, by unleashing these, like, monsters in the city. And the Hulk and his crew shows up. And we got, like, Harpy and, you know, Rick Jones, who's really weird and shit. And Alpha Flight, they all, they're all fighting these monsters in the city. These big kaiju monsters. Um, but when Hulk, like, kills one of the beasts, it breaks open and all these parasites come out. And they start attacking everybody, killing everybody. So this, you know, the news you know, the news uh, channel, whatever is filming from a helicopter, filming all this shit. And all they see is Hulk unleashing all these parasites on everybody. And they're like, Oh my God, Hulk is, you know, creating all this chaos. That's when Zemnu shows up. Okay. And the um, living Hulk. Yeah. The, the original Hulk and this Zemnu was created by Roxxon as a way to combat the Hulk, you know, and, the Hulk starts fighting the, you know, fighting Zemnu, and that's what it wants. But when Z Zemnu has this really weird power um, called like weaponized nostalgia, okay, where people start remembering. He keeps like, remember me, remember back when you used to play with toys. You remember soda pop. You remember Happy Meals. You remember your old TV show. And like, yeah, somebody's. Like, like I think uh, Victor Creel was like, "Oh, I remember Zemdu. I remember his 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 old TV show." 
<laughs> okay. That's a new so, power. That, that's not a thing he used to have. Yeah. So they start remembering all this shit from the past, and Hulk starts fighting them, and that's what Zemnu wants. You know, and then, you know, so everybody on the news is like, oh, my God, this, you know, the Hulk is trying to beat up this savior. But then they teleport Hulk back to Shadow Base. And McGowan is like having trouble remembering who the Hulk is. And then it, it kind of like flashes back to the, the prelude of the comic where it's like the same laboratory and McGowan is remembering like the drug grade where a daredevil comes busting through the, the roof and shit. Only this time, it's not Daredevil, it's Zemnu. So Zemnu's got some weird power where he's like messing with people's memories and making them remember shit weird. And that's where the book ends. Um, and I got to say, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, you got the kaiju action going on, but then this whole Zemnu thing, this whole nostalgia, sort of weaponized nostalgia thing, it's a total comment on 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 nostalgia being a selling point for everything that's coming out these days like Simon. you know yeah it, it's almost <laughs> like he because when he first shows up he's like remember me you know like, like almost like breaking the third wall because yeah. everyone i mean you were talking about how you were excited about seeing this character show up right he's been around everyone's the 50s and 60s and shit yo yeah, like, oh my God, this old character showing up, blah, 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 blah. And then Zemu's like, yeah, remember me? Remember back when you were a kid and blah, 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 blah. So he's like, there's almost like this comment on, you know, nostalgia being this, um, this selling point and how it's sort of uh, basically rehashing art, you know? <laughs> <laughs> almost in a way, it's all just leading, you know, leading to just rehashed recycled storylines, whether it be in comics or movies and the stuff, you know, how, just how nostalgia sells these days. So I think he's really, the, the book is really, you know, taking a dig at the audience with this, which I thought was, was great. Um, and back to this whole thing when we're talking about, uh, we were talking about before when I said, I want to talk about nostalgia. Um, Oh, I think it's about Sonic. Yeah. We're talking about Sonic and how, you know, you know, we had Marvel, and now we have this other generation. They're, they're nostalgia. Right. But they're like, nostalgia this, this from is, ours, like the shit they remember. You know. Yeah. And this is nothing new. Because remember back in the 80s, it was all about the 50s. You had Back to the Future. Right. You had fucking, you know, Peggy Sue Got Married. You had the all these remakes of old 50 movies. You had, you know, uh, uh, American Graffiti. It was all about the 50s and shit. Happy Days. You know, then you get, yeah, Happy Days. Then you get to the 90s, and you had Quentin Tarantino all about the 70s, the 70s and the show. 60s. Yeah, that 70s show. You know, all the, the grunge music. It all sounded like 70s Rudy rock Ray Moore made a uh, comeback. Yeah. All the yeah, rappers come talking about it, right. Yeah, you know, and now we have the 80s. You know, so it's like each generation is remembering shit from their childhood. Right. So it's like nothing new. But they want it to be relevant because they take this shit super seriously, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, right now we're all about the eighties and, and, um, and yeah, Sonic would be the nineties. <laughs> right. Which that's what we're coming to. Like I said, we yeah. were the teens, you could say were the eighties, but the twenties is probably gonna be the nineties. Yeah. And we're going to so, see more shit. Like I said, a greedy power Rangers reboot where it's going to be super serious rated R some shit. No. Yeah. So other than that, that's, I thought this book was great. I shit. What is it? A four? At least a, fuck it. I'll give it a five out of five, just for being that deep. 
I was going to say, you, know, you, you never give a Hulk book less than that. Yeah, I mean, it, this really went and made a lot of uh, parallels to how comic, you know, kind of like how Alan Moore does, you know, just all these different layers of commentary. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought that was pretty clever. Like, yeah, Zem New shows up. And, hey, remember me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now you're stupid for remembering me. Right. <laughs> That's basically what or he was he had like to three say. appearances like in the last 50 yeah. years, you know? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you excited for? <laughs> right. I did one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, just sort of like shoving it in your face, you know? I thought that was funny. So, yeah. Hey, he's that guy five out of five. from that thing. Like, I remember, like, yeah. we talked about Brute Force a while ago. Yeah. And yeah. I flipped that over there. Oh, shit. A, a walking, talking dolphin <laughs> with guns. Yeah. Yeah, and you got you know somebody saying, "Oh yeah, Zem knew. I remember his TV show, like <laughs> like talking about the old Hulk show, and right? Like, like did Zem, Zem knew never had a TV show, <laughs> but but they're just remembering. Like yeah, it was so. I just thought that was quite quite deep and brilliant. So yeah, five out of five. Oh okay. Uh, next book we're gonna go to is a uh, X Force number. Hell, I don't know. We're getting up there. X Force number. Give me a second. Yeah. You're so slow. Five? Nah, not five. Six? Seven. Can't be that. Is it seven now? Seven, yeah. And like I said, X-Force is still, by far, the best X-Book out there. It consistently is the best X-Book back out there. This one doesn't disappoint either. So, this is a Domino-centric book. Okay. So, this book's about Domino. Like I said, we remember how Domino, at the very beginning of, of this, this series... Domino got kidnapped by these uh, racist ass ex people and got like her flesh, you know, like half her flesh on her right side of her body chopped off and shit like that. But not only to do that, she also lost her her luck powers. Also, she didn't have any luck powers. Uh, now while she's doing that, also mutant sympathizers and allies to the X Men all over the world, like you know, people that are like in charge of countries that are with them and like their partners in the pharmaceutical countries are getting assassinated left and right. But the way to get assassinated is like impossible assassinations. Like a dude will order a pizza, open up the door, and a dude from a a, a building across the street will shoot through the pizza dude, through the pizza, to hit the guy, the target, through the bed and kill everybody, you know. Or he'll uh, be skiing, or not skiing, but he'll be on his motorboat in the ocean, and he'll be on the beach and pop him just like that while he's moving, you know. Like, impossible shit's supposed to happen. The only way you do that is if you're lucky enough to do it. So Domino knows it's these assholes doing it, and they've stolen her power to make these impossible lucky shots. You know, and the thing is, her powers are gone. Because she holds a, uh, a pair of dice in her hand. She's like, every time I used to throw this dice, I used to roll a seven. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. Now, every time I throw it, snake eyes. I got bad luck now. So... But they do a cross-reference about exactly where these targets are going. They're like, okay, since we can't get lucky to find them, maybe we get smart to find them. Track where their nearest target might be. So they realize that the, the direction of the targets they're getting assassinated, there's another convention that's going to be in the Alps. I'm, I'm guessing the Alps, but some kind of sneak, see, uh, ski slope or something like that. And, and it's uh, this... Arthur, they wrote this book about how X, about the mutants are going to be the next evolution. Events are going to take over the planet. And uh, they know that the sass is going to come after her next. So Domino's sitting there watching Bodyguard, and she spots the shooter. So before the shooter can take the, uh, the Arthur out while she's doing her, her press conference, she pushes out the way and dodges her. And the assassin, she's on a ski, so she already got ski slopes on her, on her legs. She just skate, uh, skis off. Domino 
like carjacks another guy like throws him off skis takes his skis so they like the james bond ski chase going through there the, the assassin like shooting at domino domino was like dodging his shit and throwing it back at her and domino's realizing like okay if this person has lucky powers why am i not dead and then she clicks to her ah i'm canceling out her powers if i get near her her luck powers don't work on me interesting so domino chases this assassin all the way into this casino you know slow metaphor but she watching casino but the way the assassin is dressed everybody in casino is dressed just like the assassin because you can't find them you know but then uh there's this old lady playing the slot machine and she can't win so the assassin just walks up to her does the thing for her and she rolls a lucky seven and wins the slot machine also and she like thank you and then the assassin takes a helmet off and it's a domino clone but you know how domino has like white skin with a black thing around her face this domino has black skin with a white thing around her face. The so end. like the movie. Kind of like the movie, like like black, black. Not African American, black. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like the opposite of this was like evil domino, but that's basically what the book is. So uh <laughs> okay. overall cool story, easy breezy, get to the point. I'm curious to see what evil domino is gonna do. Uh obviously, like I said, they obviously did some fucked up shit when they when they captured her, so they probably would be nothing for them to clone her. So Oh, well, four out of five. Good, strong. So I'm interested to see where the story goes. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll. I guess I'll do this. Lilith, uh, Spirits of Vengeance, number one. It's just a one shot um, of Lilith, uh, kind of what what she's been doing while this whole Ghost Rider thing's been going on. Um, as you well know, Johnny Blaze took over Hell. Mephisto's been in prison in Las Vegas, and all the demons have been trying to take over hell. Is he running Las Vegas? No, they got him in some kind of something. Oh, okay, Um, okay. Some kind of like inferno or some shit. But uh, he's uh, but Johnny Blaze. Every all the demons of hell have been trying to like take over, take Johnny's place, and then a bunch of them escaped hell, and he had to go find them. He teamed up with Danny Ketch, took his Ghost Rider power away from Danny Ketch. Um, and went on to get Mephisto. Um, then Danny Ketch got that, uh, what was it called? The spirit of corruption or something. It's like a knight, like in shining armor with a giant sword. Anyway, that's what Danny Ketch has. But okay. meanwhile, while that was going on, this is what the book was. It shows what Lilith was doing. It's flashback of her creation and her time in, in the garden of Eden and all that shit and how she challenged hell and, you know, um, and how she was resentful when Johnny Blaze got to take over the throne and not her. And basically, she gives birth to a, a new form, so she looks different now. And she gets Jack O' Lantern to go back to Earth to kill Danny Ketch. And I they killed Jack O' Lantern. He was dead. He was in hell. Okay. Oh, and she brought Lil brought her back. So so Jack O' Lantern goes back to you know Brooklyn. Danny Ketch is like, you know, hey, what the fuck and you know, I'm not ghostwriter anymore, so you know, I got no beef with you. But Jack and Lance like, no, Lilith wants you dead. So they start fighting, and of course, then the spirit of corruption comes out of Danny. And like it's just this big knight with the big ass sword, and he kills Jack and <laughs> And he's like, Oh shit, Lilith's coming back. Uh oh. Well, I better go get a hold of Johnny Blaze, because this ain't good. And that's where the book ends. And it continues in the next Ghost Rider. So it's just a tie-in. Um, that's all. And after reading the Hulk and that, all that shit about nostalgia, 
I'm like, this reminds me of the Midnight Sun shit. <laughs> well, but that's what they want you to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I was like, so four out of five. I mean, it was fun, but, you know, it was, you know, unnecessary little, you know, what Lilith was doing while all the cool shit was happening. That's, you know. Okay. Whatever. All right. Uh, next book I'm going to do is my last book. Uh, yeah, this is a black label book. Yeah. And it's actually a tie-in to the movie that nobody has saw. <laughs> so it's the name of the movie that it should have been called to begin with. This is a review of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, book one. That's what it's called. And it's actually the creative team that was behind the Harley Quinn book when it was the number one selling book at DC, like in the in the early 2000s, around the mid 2000s, like that. The number one, bigger than Batman. Harley Quinn was putting some stupid ass numbers back then. That's why they're pushing it so hard now because of the insane numbers she was doing and you know, back in the two thousand comic book wise just related. Um Ooh, let's see how this book this is a thick book, so let's try to get to it as fast as possible. You read it too, Eli, right? Sure. I did read it, yes. Try to help me out with this. Let's let's get started. So the book sure. opens up with uh Harley dreaming about Superman feeding her grapes. Only only reason he's doing it because she kidnapped Jimmy Olsen and <laughs> she's gotta feed the grapes, otherwise she's gonna not to give him the location of Jimmy Olsen. Whatever. Uh, but she's not actually eating grapes. She actually has feet in her mouth because when we uh, go to when she wakes up, she's in a bed full of naked chicks and one dude with a male chicken over his crotch. And we all know what a male chicken is. It's a cock. So obviously you get the joke, you know. Um, uh, yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even catch that. You didn't catch that? It was a small joke. But I saw that. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, he's got a and You can see his cock, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Harley Quinn. Black out label. Of, Black label. <laughs> waka waka waka. <laughs> oh yeah. So Harley Quinn sneaks out of bed, doesn't want to wake the naked chicks and the cock dude up. Uh, goes outside, sits there, reminiscing, and she gets a visit from Power Girl. Power Girl apparently is friends with Harley Quinn. I'm pretty sure it's a thing in DC. One of those other books. I haven't paid attention to it. She wants to know why Harley Quinn is in such a bad mood, and Harley Quinn is like, you know, where you can cheer me up, you can take a shower with me. Like, no, nah. we get some problems. Why take a shower with me? So this remind you that if you can't figure it out, Harley Quinn is bisexual, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so basically tell the whole reason why Harley Quinn is in a bad mood. Basically, Poison Ivy broke up with her. Her uh her hotel that, you know, she loaned money from this criminal organization called the DeFeos, DeFeos, whatever you want to call it. Uh they beat up her landlord, the dude she was charged, uh, her manager in charge of running the hotel, and they burned it to the ground. It was called, the hotel was called the Dreaming Seaman, you know. Uh, and so that's why she's depressed right now. She don't know what to do. Uh, then she gets an idea. Oh, I know what to do. I'm going to go beat the shit out of these guys and then pay them back. And she's like, okay, that didn't even make any fucking sense what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. I'm Harley Quinn. I do what I want, you know. So she go visits the uh the manager her manager big tony or little tony whatever his name was he's in the hospital got the shit beat out of him and apparently all those naked chicks and the cock dude in the bed uh or her gang of harleys so she got like this multicultural rainbow coalition of harley she got harlem harley bali harley uh i'm sorry bali quinn uh carly quinn you know just whatever and there's also a dude in here named red tool who looks exactly like Deadpool. Okay. But his backstory is he's from the future. He got into a death match with somebody just to come back and meet Harley Quinn. And apparently he's her stalker. So, but he's Deadpool basically. So 
they got a ripoff of Deadpool, who Deadpool is a ripoff of Deathstroke. This is like breaking the 30-second wall. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so so that's going on right now. So Harley Quinn is like, first I'm going to get revenge. So she goes to the de facto, the DeFeo's base in, in Coney Island, kills everybody, and it's a funny-ass shit she's doing. Like she beats the shit out of one dude, breaks her bat on the guy that's got spikes on him. He slips on the blood of somebody else. Falls on the bat, breaks his own spine. She throws a grenade in somebody else's lap, and the grenade has a sign that says "Blow me," and it blows up. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but she <laughs> she says her plan is to go to Gotham City, and they didn't say it in this book, but her basically her plan is to go to Gotham City, rob the Joker, and to pay them back for the for the uh for the hotel, the Dream of Seaman that burned down. But she's like, well, you can't. You're banned from Gotham City. You know, if you step foot in Gotham City, Joker's gonna kill you. Hope other people gonna kill you. Batman might arrest you. You can't step foot in Gotham City. She's like, nah, I'm going to go anyway. So she ditches her gang of Harleys and Red Tool to make sure they don't follow her. But she uh, gets, but Joker finds out, well, Joker and DeFeo and all that, they find out that they're coming at her anyway. So while she's on the train ride headed to Gotham, a whole bunch of assassins come on the train get ready to kill her. But all of a sudden, Huntress is there. Huntress is trying to tell her, yeah, they're coming to kill you. So Huntress and Harley Quinn fight these bad guys off. One guy gets a drop on them. And your girl, Cassandra Kane pops out of nowhere and kicked the guy out of the train. Now, she's dressed exactly like she is in the movie, but she can't talk. She tries to, but she can't. Okay. And, of course, she knows karate in this one. So, she's actually the Cassandra Kane. It's just that they just made her look like she does in the movie. So, she gets off the train, and the first thing she is with Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya is trying to snug, no, get your ass out of Gotham City. Go back to where you came from. You're not allowed here. Book ends. So, that's the book. It's, it's I'm trying to see what this book is. It's not in continuity. It feels like it could be in continuity with those other Harley books. I never read those Harley books, but I'm, I'm sort of kind of familiar with them. If Since this is a black label book, it feels like a man of Connor, like the, uh, like, you know, all, all bets are off. She can, you know, like, there's no sense in the book she wants to. She can drop as many F-bombs as she wants to. Uh, she can have as many cock jokes as she wants. Uh, she has as much blood as she wants. She can just go off the hinges any, any way she wants to. So it's basically a more racy, racier book than what it could be. Now it's nothing like the boys. Remember how we reread the boys? It's nothing. It's not pushing envelope like that. I wonder if the black label will ever go that level, or go take it that far. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because, like I said, I they mean, can, sometimes on yeah. on the like the Joker Harley and the the Harleen book. I mean, they it does get pretty dark and violent. Mm -hmm. um, you know. But this but, just uh, feels like it. it like. It's, it could have been a regular Harley book, but they just threw in some F-bombs and some extra dirty jokes in there just to make it Black Label-ish, you know, where if you mm -hmm. take the shit out, it could have just fit regular and it would have been no big deal, you know. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's it's cool. They they shoehorn it. It feels like it could be a New 52 book if they wanted to. It doesn't it didn't really feel Black Label-ish. It feels like a regular book that did just made Black Label, you know, mm -hmm. Well, to make it rated R or whatever. I fucking hated this fucking book i didn't i didn't hate it i didn't hate it it was oh this book wore me out man this motherfucker went on and on it was a lot on. of unnecessary like long yeah they spent like reason. five pages on a poison ivy and harley on a desert island for like five pages right for no reason it's just just for no just fucking reason. It, just, it just kept fucking going on and i'm like you know i like birds of prey the movie mm -hmm. and i've been watching that cartoon on DC app. Yeah. And I've been digging these black labels, the Harleen and the Joker Harley book. Mm -hmm. I've been digging, I've been like digging on Harley Quinn lately. This book reminded me of why I never liked her. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing because it, it doesn't feel like a label, a black label. It feels like a regular DC book yeah. that they tried to force saying. feed into a black label book. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, this is how she used to be, just a Deadpool. Like, and I never liked Deadpool either. Right. That's you know? so, it. Just felt like a Deadpool rip or like a female Deadpool. There's even Deadpool yeah. in the book. Yeah, and it just it was like okay, uh like. Maybe I'm. She even got like these okay. weird voices, like Deadpool has, you know. Yeah, uh, that that yeah, beaver that's in the movie is here, and she's talking to the beaver, you know. Yeah, it just felt really juvenile, like just really stupid juvenile, you know, uh, raunchy jokes that I didn't find funny. I mean, what the fuck? There was a one joke I can't, I can't remember. It was so lame. I was like, did they actually go there? Like that, that's like the dumbest. They should have said it. Is it going to leave a mark? You know, right. like just really dumb old. Oh, the the stuffed beaver. There was an actual stuffed. She made a stuffed beaver joke. Yeah, like that, that's know? how a beaver stuffed beaver supposed to be or something. Yeah, like yeah. oh, she's and then the stuffed, stuffed beaver, beaver starts. Yeah. And then the stuffed beaver starts talking to her, and there's like a fucking two page conversation with the stuffed beaver. I'm like, it just kept getting right. And then people and were looking in at her talking to the stuffed beaver, and yeah, it was a whole it was a whole thing. The stuffed beaver also yeah. had a hole in him, so I guess <laughs> cock dude was fucking the beaver or something. <laughs> Yeah, it was just really juvenile and not funny. And I'm like, at first, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a dude and I just don't understand. And this is, you know, this is geared for women and I'm not the demographic. But then I'm like, do women like this shit too? Right. Because I. Like I said, at one time, it was the best selling book. And I, I like I said, I never read a Harley book before. It's the first Harley book I've read. But I imagine this is how those Harley books are because they are. Because, okay, remember Cyborgman from the cartoon? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah, in yeah. this book. He's in this book, yeah. Yeah, so he's a he's a thing. He's been a thing for a while. Her, him, and the girlfriend, because the girlfriend was in the book also. So there are references yeah. to you know to the Harley cartoon, even though I think that comes from the original comic anyway. So like I, said, I didn't hate it. I just knew that reading this book, I had to put my mind in a different frame. Okay, I got this isn't Ghost Rider. I can't read it like a Ghost Rider <laughs> book. I have to read yeah. like a Harley Quinn book and put myself in that mind frame. So well, I got excited. I'm like, okay, the old school Harley Quinn team on a black label book this is going to be totally nuts and i was like really underwhelmed and got really bored and it just kept dragging on and on like after reading this book i put down my books like i didn't read this was like the second book i read and then i didn't read my I'll book this for like a couple me. days no i should have saved it for last because i i stopped like fuck i took a lot out of me i didn't read any comics for like two days after this <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i like i said i didn't hate it i like i put my mind frame i understand this is the type of book it's gonna this this is this like some some juvenile i don't know archie type shit i don't think like reading like an archie comic or some shit just with f-bombs and shit like that like don't don't read it like a superhero book this is supposed to be some yeah tongue-in-cheek uh tongue-in-cheek type shit read it for what it is uh, they're making yeah. lame jokes about Superman or whatever. It also reminded me like Tank Girl or some shit. Just, just it just meandered so much and just didn't have like a structured plot. It was just a bunch of random crap happening. Well, you know? it had a plot. It's just that they drug it out for too long. Like I said, the five pages yeah. with Poison Ivy when they could just said, "I broke up with her." Boom, moving next to yeah. You know, uh, her her manager got beat up. Okay, move on. But they had to drag that shit out. You know, why? Hell, why even have the story where she's gonna blow up the uh the gangster building, but she's gonna pay him anyway? I mean, obviously it's just just padding out the story. 
by that time, I think I checked out. I just, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I was like, I, I read the story all the way through. I was just like, it definitely is definitely padding in this story. I can I can feel the padding in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I didn't hate it. I'm gonna say a three out of five. It was it was okay. I I know you. I I knew this was something like Eli wasn't gonna like. I I knew it was, you weren't gonna like this. Yeah. I, I was excited. Ready, I think I was just excited. I was like, "Oh, black label." So I'm thinking, I was thinking it was going to be like really over the top, like the boys and shit, and it just like you know Harley breaking heads opens. And I mean, there's some a little bit of that, but it it, it just could have been pushed so much further. And That's then, the thing. it could have been pushed further. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't go. My thing is the art. Yeah. The art of it. Like when we get these black label books, you know, it's got that gritty realistic art most of the time with this one this was that mm-hmm. very cartoony you know adult yeah. swim looking art so anything they do is cartoony which is not going to hit as hard as like when batman damn you know something happened there yeah but they still could have like busted heads open there could have been enough blood and you know they, they could have did like really cartoony violence but because they didn't and because it just like was so dragged out with the random you know pointless conversations i just like i was just getting bored basically you know i was disappointed so all right slap score on it what you gonna give me fucking two man uh, <laughs> I, 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 everything you say sound like a two <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know me i try to be nice but you know when i hate that, that when is I don't you like being nice with a two <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh man oh shit. I'm, I'm booked out whatever you got left it's... oh really you didn't read the green lantern uh, I didn't. Oh, I know. I, I know I it's a whole new story, but I, I I jumped off that book. Oh, okay. Like I said, well, the arc I, was well, done. So, I I guess I can. Well, I'll do that one real quick. I guess real quick. So, Green Lantern season two, number one, Young Guardians. You know, still Grant, Grant Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, yeah, Grant Morrison still on the book. So the universe has been reset. Uh, the Lantern Corps is back. Uh, the the core is back well, in business. It, it, nothing of a Hampton universe. That's technically, yeah. Everything's back. Everything's back the same. Yeah. You know, lanterns are back, all that shit. Hal Jordan is being celebrated for defeating Mew and uh, what's her name? Bezel. Bezelbeth? Bezelbeth. Yeah. Yeah. And restoring reality. You know, he's a big hero now. Um, He gets a new lantern with the, and his ring has a bunch of new powers and shit. So he's the man, you know. Um, He has this dream that the Guardians are like leaving to fight some like crisis called the ultra war. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, but, and then he goes back. So when he wakes up, he goes back to, Oa, you know, and the lanterns are all gathered for their job, you know, and he meets this like crystal guy. He's like a crystal and his name is uh Rocka Toro. I don't, I never heard of him. So, you know, um, but he's, he's like a crystal, uh, being, um, and he ends up becoming his new partner. And the Guardians meet up with Hal, and they basically tell him that the the Guardians did leave, just like in his dream, and they're going to go fight this crisis, and they knew new replacements. And they have to go to this planet called Maltus and, um, to get new ga- Guardians. I guess they grow Guardians on this planet. Um, but when they get there, Maltus is a war zone. There's like these like space apes attacking everything the primorgs i don't know i never heard of these guys so but that's what they're called so they're like these mutant space apes and they're just destroying the planet um and they destroy all the eggs 
this mother, what the hell was her name? I can't remember her name. Anyway, this mother guardian, she's basically like the keeper of this egg hive of, of guardians. And the, the, these apes destroyed it all. And they, they grab her and they kidnap her and they're torturing her. And Hal and, and uh, the crystal guy, what's his name? Rakatoro. Uh, they show up, they fight. The, they, they fight they this big fight with the, with the space apes. Um, they end up taking over Hal's mind and they're fucking with them and shit. And then until Rakatoro, the crystal guy, destroys the machine that's you know controlling Hal's mind. And then Hal takes his ring and like zaps the, the, the crystal guy's like, I'm a piece of crystal. I'm like a grain of salt. So if you shoot me, the light will reflect everywhere else. So that's what he does. He shoots um, his beam, his light beam from the ring into the crystal guy. And the light beams go all over the place and zap all the apes and make them basically they, they start to uh, uh, um, like de-evolve, you know, they start going back to like lizards they start de-evolving from apes to like rats and then to eventually like a fish and lizard you know what i mean they start de-evolving through the time you know and that's like like how i was like oh damn i didn't know this could do that you know so he's got new powers like with his ring and shit um so basically they rescue the mother like okay everything's cool and she's like i'm okay this has all just been a test this has been a training exercise for rakatoa guy the crystal you know, and he's passed. He's now a Green Lantern now. So that was like this whole thing was just a big, you know, training program. And um, and she has this DNA and she, you know, and she basically hatches these new guardians. But they're made up of DNA from all these different species, like a controller, like Mew the controller, like his race and all these different races. And she created the, the ultimate beings. So that's what these new guardians are. They're like the perfect beings and the young guardians, they go back to Oa and they meet with the green lantern Corps, And they basically tell the, you know, the core that their way of policing the universe is outdated and we need a new way of crime fighting. And then meanwhile, some serial killer has been going around killing green lanterns and he's hiding out on earth and how is assigned to the case. So he's got to go back to Earth to find this Green Lantern cop killer. Um, so that's that's it. And it's just a wild and crazy tale. You got new ring powers, new guardians, a little bit of social commentary on police and law enforcement thrown in there. And this is crazy. I gave it a four out of five. So nice. I mean, because it's space cops so cool. Yeah. What makes this book is the art. The art is awesome. Liam Sharp. the same guy, Liam Sharp. Yeah, it's fucking great. That's, that's what's makes this that's what keeps me interested because i'm not a bit i i'm i'm not familiar with green lantern at all really but just looking at this book is just great so i'm digging it so yep that's all i got that's it okay well yeah. uh all right cool we booked out so if you listen this long definitely like share subscribe uh we have our sisters podcast uh geek sav and comic cast if you listen to them listen to see the same books that if they review from us uh like i said we got Get value in the Hoodoo TV. Like I said, they're ramping up because when does uh, Bloodshot drop? Oh, like next month? Is it March? Yeah, probably like a few weeks or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah something like that. So, yeah, they're, they're going crazy over there right now. It's, you know, DEFCON 5 <laughs> over there at Get Valiant right now. Uh, this Geeks and, uh, Geeks, Geeks and Comics? This Geeks and Comics? Yep. 
comic book shit talk show. What do they call it? Shit talk comic show. The previews. It's like a preview show. It is, but they started with shit talking. That show. Gomer and AK Davis on it. Listen to that. Um, Wrestling Council. I don't know if that's still a thing. Talk about it's not still a thing. Is that it? That's all it's, it's, it's you mentioned Destruction. Did you mention that? It's been Destruction. The Transformers one. That one. Yeah. That all of them? I think that's it. Oh, yeah, all more than them? that. Oh, well. Fuck. Uh, oh, well. Somebody pop up and do something. Outright Geekery. Outright yeah. Geekery. Uh, brought to you by Trojans Use Condoms. <laughs> we recycle. <laughs> Uh yeah, like I said, next week we don't know what we're gonna talk about. We'll come up with something else. Uh like I said, I'm loving this Birds of Trade soundtrack. So I'm gonna play another song in Birds of Trade soundtrack like I did last week. And this week we'll come up with something else. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs>
really wanna try it. 